the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for both pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is, oh it is, living in the new world, with an old soul, these rich men know the rich men, the Lord knows it all, just want to have total control, want to know what you think. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. you got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. Kara, have you heard the new summer anthem yet? No, but I, you were telling me about I was reading about how controversial this is. Actually, I was looking at some of the word plays, like some of the lyrics. Very clever. Artist is Oliver Anthony. It's quite controversial. Not just miners on an island somewhere. Ooh. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground, because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's yeah. All right. So you found financial food for thought. I thought this was kind of a good background because we're talking oh, yeah. about the wealth gap in this country, Carrie, mm-hmm. right? The the retirement divide. And, and, you know, we were talking last week about is there even a middle class left in America, mm-hmm. you know, or is it just strictly the divide between the upper and the lower? Yet, I don't know. I think there's more levels. <laughs> Well, so does the government. Well, the government keep. It doesn't matter who, Democrat or Republican, they both claim that they're the ones who can bring back or save the middle class. But they're the ones in the upper, typically. So, you think I trust our politicians to save us <laughs> no, anymore? Nobody trusts any politicians oh, anymore. I don't either. Absolutely but, not. Right. So, but so let's look and see how is the economy doing. I mean, in other words, Bidenomics doesn't feel your pain, Carrie. Right. You know that the 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 Democrats keep saying, "Why is everybody so upset? Things are fine. We've got you know inflation is coming down. 
Three and a half percent unemployment rate. Anyone who wants a job can right. get one. All right. The and then we can look at uh, you know look, re, we got retail sales report this week. Okay. All right. The retail sales report. The the, the consumer is still strong. I mean, the increase is zero point seven percent for July. The estimate was only zero point four percent. Um, a part of the, the increase, they're, they're saying it's Amazon, right? Prime right. Day was in that time period. And online retail sales, sales jumped 1.9%. Now, if you look at the CPI, remember we looked at last week, came in at 0.2% increase for the month. So if the CPI is 0.2, and that's headline, that's not right. core. That's with food and energy. If, if CPI is 0.2, but consumers are spending 0.7, that means consumers are even doing well ahead of inflation. Okay. In other words, where's the pain? Remember the Fed Powell keeps talking about, we've got to go through pain. Right. Um, and Biden economics keeps saying, well, okay, those are numbers, Mark, but then there's real people that are struggling. I mean, we also have an issue with healthcare costs are still astronomical. All right, but but that's the gap. That's the right. divide, Carrie. Okay, look. Let's look at discretionary spending. Okay? Right, sporting goods. Right, you call that discretionary? Absolutely. Up one point five percent. Okay. Food and drink places. Okay. Call that discretionary? Somewhat, yeah. Probably e- eating out and yeah. drinking in a step. Okay, up one point four percent. Okay. Um, I don't know. It, it's. Do you see the UPS uh, the contract that they got? No, I did. I knew we were $170,000 a year, Carrie. That's not bad wages if you can get it. That's great wages. Although I, on the way into work this morning, I heard, what did they ask people in California? What they were asking young people, what the average American salary was. They were talking about how out of touch, maybe they shouldn't have asked people in California. Like these are all people in their 20s right. and 30. The average, they were like, 500,000, 400,000, 250,000. Right. So, and, and we talked about that last week, and I'm going to talk more about that this week as well. So, it, it's. Isn't the goal to elevate everyone? Well, you know, but that's, that's the issue that that has, that's what we've been lacking for the last 40 years, Carrie. Right. No matter who's running our country. Right. Um, and it's. And there's not- also some personal responsibility as far as, having the ambition, not for everybody, but I'm just saying, and I think we still have major problems. I mean, you think about addiction in this country, huge. Oh, I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. We have some big problems. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying there's no lack of Cassandras out there, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you surely you've got people that are saying, um, you know, we're still going to go into recession. Um, the, the, Again, uh, the longest anticipated recession. Right. right? There's, there's this, there's this, I mean, if you look at the, you know, the stock market cooled off at the hot stock market's over and it's really cooled down over the last month, even probably, you know, the last couple of months. Um, you, you can see 30 year mortgage rates are topping 7%. Ooh. Okay. Um, which is a far shy from the double digit. You've got the student loan debt moratorium ending, right? Um, and what, 17% of Americans have some student loan debt? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, but we got Biden's on-ramp, right? Remember if the on-ramp? So he's giving everybody 12 additional months 
where if you don't restart your payments, it won't be held against your credit report. Okay. It, it, it doesn't stop the accrued interest. I was going to say, it, we need to get a handle. Although I did see someone saying they should cap the interest rate on students' loan. It was a bipartisan, and I don't think it went anywhere, but I read a headline a few weeks ago. They were proposing, like, just cap, because if you keep raising interest rates or it's fluctuating, right. that's going to be, people will never get out of the hole. But they also say that they did a survey, 40% of the students who have loans, Carrie, say they're going to take Biden's on ramp. Of course, if you can delay, they're going to kick the can down the road. Wow. Like, a, our, like our politicians. I was going right? to say, always delay, um, delay. There's still, of- yeah, there's still a big worry out there from a lot of people that this retail banking crisis isn't over. Mm-hmm. You know, the major banks that went under, but they're saying, the, the you know, the, the, all these middle banks, right? Right. That's what we're more familiar with here in Cleveland. You know, not to, we're not, you How know. did those banks, though, I mean, somebody did something illegal. There's no way those banks got that far. Right. But it's the same thing. There's a big commercial real estate, you know, market. It's the, the, they got to turn over their debt. And with the higher interest rates and no one renting anymore because of, of the great resignation, you know, that's a big problem. Right. Right. Um, so that could bring the economy down. Um, let's see. We still we have a new covid Subvariant out, right, Gary? Oh, I didn't even hear about that. EG.5. Oh, my God. Um, you know what? There's always going to be variants. It's like the cold. There's always different strains. And then looking under the hood, I mentioned the CPI figures went over last week. Looking under the hood, you know where there was a big jump in, Gary? What? Long-term care. Oh, absolutely. It was up 2.4% for the month alone. Okay. I was going to say that's low. Um, and <laughs> Well, no. that Well, I was going to say, I, I was going to say. I, That's I, for the month. You annualize that. Right. Um, but anybody I was going to say who's written a check, which I've been there for um, POA for a family, like the jump, nursing homes don't always raise it every year. I've had it where it raised it every four, six months. We are having an increase. Right. And 50 bucks a day sometimes increase or 100 bucks a day adds up. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um and so we'll also look at some empirical data. Okay, so we, we can get away from the shock lines, but how how about, how is the big, we got some retail earnings this week, Carrie. Okay. So I'll look at Home Depot, Target, Target, and Walmart. Okay. Remember, because okay. last week we were talking about if, you know, the issue with this, these different economic classes, you know, or statuses, let's right. say, that are out there. What I'm finding as, as a financial planner doing this for decades is that I first, for new clients coming in or what have you, I first have to identify, well, you, you've got to identify which economic class status you're in because different economic statuses have different economic or financial issues, mm-hmm. which leads to different financial solutions. This is why you don't ask your neighbor what, what they're planning on doing, you know, for whatever, you know, issue you're concerned about. You mm-hmm. have to kind of do this for yourself. So, and you have to kind of stay away from the shock lines because really does that headline even affect you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so that's kind of, you know, so that's what we've been talking about is it, first of all, let's identify what issues really affect you. And now let's talk about what solutions you may have. And different economic statuses means different economic issues means different economic financial solutions. Mm-hmm. And long term care, Carrie, I think is one of them. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and, but also, like I said, so we'll look at the, uh, the, the, how did the, the big box stores do? Um, and what do they say they, what do they 
see coming in the future in terms of how strong the consumer is uh, and can, can the consumer keep things rolling along. Um, also, you know, we're, we're building up the summer doldrums, Carrie. Forget about that. There is a big blockbuster, could be a blockbuster news week coming up next week. Okay. Um, and I'll, 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 so I'm going to touch on those. There's as we always, go. I feel like there's always big headlines. Yeah, I just, but I just look up next coming? week. Well, just, just, I'll go over that. Okay. Get us started. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between nine and 10. We are a financial educational talk program here to talk about issues that could impact your financial life, whether you're working or retired or single or married or widowed, um, and hopefully bring you um, an awareness of issues that you may not be and learn opportunities and talk about things that you can control um, so that you're taking control of your financial life and making better informed choices or understand that, you know, there aren't always easy answers or quick answers or there's not universal answers. A solution for you may not be as or a solution for you may not be a solution for your neighbor or a coworker. And um, there's always, I know you talked about different economic statuses. We can have somebody with the same net worth that has different solutions because certainly your asset makeup, your goals, your income, your tax picture may be different. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team, which is an affordable fee-based fiduciary planner. And we've been around more than 36 years. And what we do is build custom financial plans. We provide people with detailed financial analysis so that people know how short-term decisions affect the long-term outcome. When we do these modeling projections, it allows people to know um, how much they can realistically spend, what growth rate do they need to make their money last. And that translate though, even though we're not investment advisors, we have clients that do it on their own or they keep their existing company plan or we work with their existing advisors. We welcome the opportunity to talk to their investment advisor because what we do is very different. We model in these scenarios and for some people, slow growth and safety of principle is better than potential loss. So maybe you're taking on more risk than you need to. And also, how do you create the income, especially when wages end or even while you're working, how do you set up these different pots of money so that when wages end, you're creating the income you need for spending tax efficiently. You're using opportunities in the complicated tax code. Are you aware of traps or potential problems? And what are you our clients, we'd address things that they're worried about and concerns in the model so that they are comfortable making those decisions. Or we help people with objective analysis of timing of Social Security. Are you facing a pension election? Are we looking for, we talk about the tax limbo game, even though we don't prepare taxes, we look at um, you know, different tax thresholds and IRA distribution planning, Roth conversions, Roth contributions, and so much more. And we offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation, which we're happy to do by phone or in person to see if you can benefit from the type of planning um, that we offer. We have both hourly and comprehensive retainer fees. So if you need a little bit of help or a lot of help, and again, we've been around more than 36 years and we help people through all the stages of their financial life. So if you want to take advantage of a free consultation, leave a message. We'll call you back on Monday. Or if you send an email through the website, you will get a reply by Monday. That's 440-239-2090. Again, that is 440-239-2090 or visit us at financialfoodforthought.com. Also, don't forget on our website is our 
IRA tax qualified assets and Roth class. The only time we're doing them this year in September that you're welcome to register for. There's a great new handout included. We'll talk about updates on the Secure Act 1.0, some clarification, um, Secure Act 2.0. Um, and it is for people who have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets. We're going to talk about rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions. Um, and we're going to show you an example of how minimum required distribution often creates more tax dollars for the government. Talk about Roth, qualified charitable distributions, and much more. And it's all about concepts and strategies and good, helpful information. So it's September 12th at 10 a.m. at the Middleburg Heights Community Center or September 20th at 6 p.m. at the Interstate Plaza Building. So you can register. We do ask that you pre-register. Um, so you can go online to do that or, again, call our office at 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So one of the things next week, Carrie, um, Monday, we, well, this is the funny thing about this. So, so Donald Trump earlier this week announced that on Monday, you know, this coming mm-hmm. Monday, he was going to release a conclusive report proving Georgia voting fraud that would lead to his complete exoneration. Hmm. Okay. And I, I said, well, I, and when he said that, when he announced that, I said, well, why, you, why aren't you doing it right now? Right. Why, why are you saying like next week? And, and there's probably some strategy. But you know what? On the way in this morning, Karen? What? He reneged on that. Okay. Because he's saying now his attorneys advised him <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> not to do that. Right. <laughs> so is this just Trump speak again? Okay. We'll find uh, out. But let's say on Tuesday. All right. So we're going to find out if the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency is in jeopardy. So have you heard about this, the Durban Accords? No. Okay. So this is um, this is being uh, perpetrated by the gold sellers. Okay. And, you know, they're, they're on the, the radio and the TV all the time, you know, and, and mm-hmm. what they're, and what they've been saying is that these, the Durban Accords, and Durban is South Africa, you know, it has to deal with the BRICS. Um, you know, the, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa carry, right? The BRICS. And mm-hmm. that they are banding together to try to replace the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. Okay. And so they're meeting in South Africa. This is, this is like the 15th, um, you know, summit, you know, BRICS summit. So okay. And, and what they're supposed to announce now, how, how they came up with Tuesday, Okay. The 23rd, I have no idea. Because to my research, I couldn't figure out why Tuesday was special than any other day. But apparently, we're all going to find out. And, and the, 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 the internet is saying that this is really going to, you know, you really need to be worried about this. Because the U.S. dollar is going to crash, your your huh. your, your money is going to be worth nothing. Stock markets will crash. You know, you know the world's ending on Tuesday. I've heard that before. Why two K? You know how many times I've heard that in my lifetime. I feel like even if it was at this point, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like you know how many times right. I've heard that. So <sighs> so this is the end. So we'll find out Tuesday, right. Carrie. Keep 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 me posted on that. Right. Um, all right. So what? We'll do a couple other things too. Um, Wednesday, of course, we've got the first GOP debate. Oh, oh my gosh. And it's too early for Milwaukee. that. <laughs> and now, is Trump going to be a no-show? I don't know. I think it's too... I just can't believe, like, really? 
It's too early for this. Yeah. So who's it? So Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, Vivek, uh, Vivek. How do you pronounce? I, I don't know name? how to pronounce his name, but I, I, I somebody did send me Ramaswamy. He's, he's pretty interesting. Yeah, but he's already kind of said some controversial things. He, you know, and that, that's gonna. He's he's not going anywhere here. Chris Christie. Um, Chris Christie's in the Doug ring Burgum, again. Do they don't know who Doug Burgum is no. the, the the North Dakota governor, um, and of course Mike Pence, who's going nowhere. Right. But, so so, but I don't know. I don't think Trump is going to show up. You know, number one, part of the to get on the stage, you have to take the pledge, right? Meaning, right. That, and Trump's not going to take the pledge. So I think that alone, he right. can't get on the stage. What you know, pledge do they have to? Take? The pledge that any of the candidates will support whoever wins. Remember last oh. time Trump was running. Remember he was the right. only one who 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 said he would he wouldn't. Remember in the, the last Republican okay. debate, they asked the seventeen of them or how many up on the stage, and Trump was the only one who raised his hand saying, "I'm not just saying here. I'm going to automatically support." You know, well, and, and which is good. honest. I feel right. like if you're going to swear to something, at least be honest. But the, my point is, if Trump is a no show, who's going to watch the show? I'm not watching it. Even if I, I mean, uh, Trump is the show. I, I just now a lot of people think Trump is going to do his own show. Maybe he will. Um, so so we'll see about that. Um, then of course, so next week, a big big uh, big headline week, right? Um, we and then we've got the Federal Reserve. Okay, so they're doing their you know uh, economic policy symposium. That's the Jackson Hole, right? Mm-hmm. They do it every year. And that's that's when really the the big boys get together, and 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 of course, uh, Fed Chair Powell will be speaking next Friday, um, and we'll see what he says. So, and a lot of people think that you know, looking at the Fed minutes that that came out, that yeah, um, they're not done raising rates. Okay, so this is a quote from the Fed minutes that were released this week. Significant upside risks to inflation, which could require further tightening on monetary policy. So, so yeah, so you had this. Um, so you, so you, that kind of shook the markets. And now you had the, the bond, vil, uh, you know, the bond village, uh, 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 you know, just, do you see where, I mean, we, who knows what's going on in the markets? Um, the vigilantes are driving up treasury yields. So right now, Carrie, the ten-year treasury. I mean, last time I looked, it was like over four point three percent. So that's not. I mean, this is the issue. This may be the time where you still have time to lock in good fixed right. rates that don't have principal risk, because you know the Fed may still be raising rates. Um, you know, yields are up, and 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 so, what are MIGAs doing, Carrie? Right now, they're still. You're talking about a two, three year at five percent. And aren't there some going up right now? Yeah, there's a few that announced. I know because somebody had talked to me last week said, "Aren't they going down?" And I was like, "Well, no, actually, a couple companies announced as of today and early next week they're going up." And that's why I always tell people, I don't care if it's a CD or a MIGA or anything else. That's an argument why you don't put all of it in one strategy. You don't put it all right. at one time. Maybe if you are worried about rates going down or you're not sure, maybe you do a little bit now and wait to see what happens in September, October. And that's the whole idea about building a fixed income ladder. You know, in other words, the idea that sure you need some money very liquid, you know, in your cash reserve. And even those could be paying all right right now. Right. right? I mean, there's some money Mark's paying four to four and a half, five percent. It's not guaranteed for it's a not, certain time. Maybe 
can't go away. For seven so then days. you need the one year CD or the six month CD, one year, 18 month, 24. You know, we do the latter right. CDs. Now, the bank CDs are going to give you four to five percent, but right. probably only for a certain amount of months. For a shorter amount of time. Okay. So then your next level, if you want to lock in that higher rate longer, right. then you go to the MIGAs, the multi year right. guarantee annuities. Okay, and now you're getting tax deferral as well, but mm-hmm. the idea and that compounding tax deferred interest. But now you can, and, and can you go out six or seven years and still get that? Absolutely. Like I, I honestly, I've told people, I personally, for money that I wasn't going to use, I locked in this spring over five percent for seven years because this is money that I wanted in the fixed. I can't touch. Right. Where when have we had a five percent rate long term? For, and your fixed portfolio. Since before 2007, the great Right, recession. and I still have money in the market, but I thought, why not take it? I think you should do, it's a lot, little bit of a lot, and we see too many people saying, oh, I'm going to do all of it into one thing, or I'm going to put it all in right. a CD, or all in a money market that's paying out, or all in a MIGA, or all in whatever, and, an and, income annuity. Right, and plus the laddering concept allows, protects everything. In other words, so let's say you build this ladder out, so every six months, let's say you've got some money coming available somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if interest rates are continuing to go up, you just have the opportunity to reinvest it at a higher rate. Or guess what? Maybe something will come up that you want to use that money. Or like I said, if your cash reserve has gotten too low, you take that six month maturity and just replenish your cash reserve. Because See, we don't know what can happen. Or what if you decide to go on a trip? Or what if your kid gets divorced and now you need an influx of cash to help your kid? Oh. Or maybe you want to do a home remodel. Right. Or what if your car broke down and it's not worth replacing and you don't want to finance at a higher interest rate? Right. And what if you do have that cash emergency and the stock market's crashing because we're in a U.S. recession? Well, this gives you the flexibility to say, yeah, I can, I can, I'm not going to sell my stocks low. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let that breathe. And, and yeah, so, so it, it's that laddering concept. It, it's, it's still the opportunity of available, funds. but it doesn't happen automatically. You've got to put some effort to it. Um, all right. So anyways, a big week. All right. So what else? So with the economy and, and so consumer still strong, um, inflation coming down, but still a lot of Cassandra are saying, no, we're not out of the woods yet. But how did the um, how did the big box stores do? Well, um, it sounds like they did very well would be my guess from what you said earlier. Because I did not look at these numbers. Okay, so I'll start with Home Depot. I don't know, Mark. I go to Home Depot and Lowe's, and I always see the parking lot pretty full on a weekend okay. or drive by. So, and and sometimes, well, we've talked about what we were talking about last week is that, you know, remember I was trying to say which stores correlate to which economic status. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Target, Walmart. Kohl's. Yeah, or Macy's, Macy's or something yeah. like that. So where does Home Depot fall in, Carrie? I don't know. I think Is that's it an uni- upper, middle, or lower? I think it's universal because there's not really a low-class home improvement store. Do you know what I mean? Like Lowe's but and who's home- shopping, I'm saying? I think everybody. That's pretty much people that, I mean, a lot of people that like to do stuff. I know very wealthy people that like doing there because they look at stuff or they want to pick out stuff, not that they're installing yeah. it see, or doing see, I, I think, think it's, I, I, I think I want to take uppers out. Upper class. Do you think a lot of upper class? I I guess I'm thinking of like people that I know that still like to do things on their own and they're probably upper. You know, I guess it depends. I still think it's lower middle and and maybe lower upper. Yes. Well, I'm not talking about the one percenters because they're going to hire definitely middle and lower and maybe the lower upper. Um, but And just to put some numbers, so if you didn't hear last week's show, you can always go back and listen to the podcast. 
But based on uh, Pew Research, how they broke it down was that the upper, looking at a household of three, they they determined the upper is starting at 156,600 of income. Okay, middle was fifty two thousand five hundred up to that one fifty six six hundred, and the lower was anything below fifty two thousand two hundred. Okay, so that's how they kind of defined it. Um, So yeah, so we'll see that. Okay, so Home Depot. All right, so um, Home Depot beats earning estimates. Yep. Okay, Um, but sales slide as consumers pull back. On big ticket buys. Okay. See, this is the, the is, you know, in other words, is the consumer's cash reserve running low at this point? So earnings per share came in at $4.65. The street was looking for $4.45. Solid B. Uh, revenues came in at $42.92 billion, and the street was looking for $42.23 billion. Still? Okay. A B. Um, yet the company reiterated its full year guidance after it lowered the outlook last quarter. Um, CFO Richard McPhail said consumers are still holding back on big ticket discretionary purchases. Okay. Um, the, the, by the way, this marked the first time in three quarters that the company beat Wall Street's revenue predictions. Um, Let's see. Home Depot faces a more challenging sales backdrop as demand for do-it-yourself projects and contractors normalizes after mm-hmm. three years of unusually high demand. Remember, that was the beach ball right. bonds recovery. Um, the company's CFO, Richard McPhail, told investors earlier this year that 2023 would mark a year of moderation. Um, okay, shares were down nearly 1% in pre-market trading. Um, all right. So how about Target? Okay. Okay. Um, here's the headline. Pride Month backlash hurt Target sales. They fell for the first time in six years. Okay. Um, so the, the, um, the, the, the street was looking for... Um, so this is the interesting thing, though. On the bottom line, Carrie, they beat. So okay. on earnings per share... Came in at a dollar eighty, and the street was looking for a dollar thirty nine. Okay, so that's better. But top line revenue missed. You know, you know they were. You know, the the, the street was looking for twenty five billion, um, and it came in at twenty four point seven seven. Okay. okay. Um, and let's see. CEO Brian Cornell told investors on a conference call that Target employees faced what he called negative guest reaction. From customers in the wake of the group's decision to promote LGBTQI causes with the Pride Month collection of clothing options in June. So you, you heard of that big controversy. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I just, I heard they were also going to talk about, and part of probably that, they were going to have unisex clothes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so was, I, I don't know. I love shopping for my kids when they're the little boys outfit or the little girls. All right. So how about Walmart? Okay. Um, Walmart earnings smash expectations. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> All right. Um, EPS came in at a dollar eighty-four. The street was looking for a dollar seventy. Okay. Okay. Revenue came in at one hundred and sixty-one point six billion. Dang. The street was looking for one hundred fifty-nine point seven billion. Hey, that's okay. pretty good considering now they have a lot of those automated checkouts and they talk about how many people steal. 
Right. Well, they, <laughs> not, yeah, the shrinkage is a whole other thing. Is that so what they call more, it? I think so. But how shrinkage? much more if yeah, people were being honest? Um, the uh, So CEO Doug McMillan, uh, our customers and members are resilient. They're looking for value, and they trust mm. us to be there for them. We see people across the income cohorts come to us more frequently looking to save money on everyday needs. That gives us an opportunity to drive conversion in more discretionary categories. Um, now, Walmart Walmart stock still fell, though. And that's the funny thing about huh. Wall Street. But but the idea that, Carrie, is, is stronger Walmart sales a sign that the U.S. economy is strong? Well, you're saying because people are cheaper buying cheaper things. I I don't know because I I don't know. No matter what, my I'm pretty frugal, so I'm a fan of Mark's Walmart oldies. So like I I would never even if I won the lottery buy at those high end stores because I just I don't know. I understand the value of how hard it is to work for things and just not spend money. So yeah, you could argue is that Walmart's doing better and Target isn't since Target we consider maybe an upper level that Walmart to because people are making different choices because they're worried about money. Is that what you're saying? So I guess it depends how you look at it. I mean, yeah. So that's the question. Um, now, have you changed your buying habits? Are you? So remember last week, like I said, if we put right. target in the middle, I think right. we put it in and mm-hmm. Walmart in the lower. Right. If Walmart's doing better, you could argue that people were looking for, or they're worried. They're not shopping at Target or Macy's. And I'm not because Target, well, Target had gone up in prices compared, right. Right. And, and it's also very similar to the student, the student loan debt repayments. Mm -hmm. That's probably more of a middle class issue than it is an upper or lower. Because the upper those those California right. uh, you know uh, out of tech touch, people yeah, that are yeah. making four hundred thousand a year yeah they can probably pay their student loan debt. I was going to say or that's their, not a problem for them or their companies are paying it for them and the lower didn't go to college you know right. and they don't have student loan debt um, but the middle. Um, that's who's got, you know, a lot of the debt and that's the ones who, who have got an issue. So again, it's these different now from what we always talk about is, you know, our clients is that, you know, you know, a lot of times our clients wonder, by the way, do they have enough of a nest egg that not only they can keep their retirement plan going, but can they also afford to maybe help out their children or perhaps grandchildren. Right, so that they don't have this debt. because we know ridiculously how expensive college is. So it's not like our the or my parents' generation what they paid for college versus even compared to what I paid, what my kids are paying for the same. It's it's gone up considerably. So a lot of people are saying, "I'd like to give first. I foremost, I want to make sure I'm okay." But maybe you want to help your kids out so they're not in this financial bind. And and also in, in, sometimes that discussion, planning discussion with our clients, is for their you know helping to build a college fund for their. Grandchildren, mm-hmm. right, and that's where we sometimes in today's world we are having a lot of interesting discussions about. Well, is the college five twenty nine plan right the best one, or can you just do? Is it better just to try to concentrate on building a Roth IRA, right? And and I'll probably talk about that at, at, the, right. at the class. And here's the thing: if you're worried about how your kids spend money, guess what? You can always pay the bill directly because we have clients that over the years that have had kids they're worried like if i give them a gift i don't know if they'll use it for the right thing 
well, then pay the entity for or pay their medical bill or pay their student loan directly. Um, but, you know, we faced a lot of it, different issues with our clients and got creative with planning and showing people, you know, this is how much you can spend so you can have your desired retirement lifestyle. And then you can afford to gift or a lot of times people don't do those extra things because they don't know. And that's the value of a long-term financial model that also shows you how to create the income you need for spending and which pots to take it out for tax efficiency and looking all that in a big picture way so you know where you're headed in the future and can make better choices now. Maybe there's reasons you want to spend it now if you know even on a worst case scenario or a recession slow growth recovery, or if inflation's here to stay a little longer, that you're still going to be okay, um, then you might be more comfortable either making the decision, whether it's additional gifting or helping kids or family or charities or affording to retire. And those are things we help people with. If you want to take advantage of a free consultation, you can give us a call. We do those by phone or in person. Also sign up early for our IRA and tax qualified asset planning classes in September. Um, the only time we're doing them this year and there's, um, good helpful information there for anyone who has IRAs, company plans or similar assets. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit us at financialfoodforthought.com. All right, listen to Mark Dolly and Kara Waddell and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. State planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 36 years. And over that time period, we we've certainly have transitioned our clients who going through that phase, going through their working and their accumulation phase into their retirement or you know distribution phase. And part of that is a lot of discussion about what they're doing or what they're planning on doing with all the money that they've accumulated in those company retirement plans, IRAs, and things like that. And that's what a lot of that class will be uh, addressing. Um, and one other, one other, we got other news to this year. So, so you, you saw that the, the, the Ohio recreational marijuana will be on the ballot in November. And, that's going to be an interesting because now issue one has a second point you know, because remember issue one was really about the abortion right and you know whether the Ohio you would need sixty percent of the Ohio voters to approve something versus just a simple majority fifty plus one and but now the second issue now is that the recreational marijuana mm-hmm. is going to be on a November ballot so that may be interesting because certainly I I don't think it'll pass. In, in Ohio, think? no. Okay. Um, I, I think there's 23 states right now. Um, Minnesota being the latest. I think Minnesota just recreational just went into effect this August. Okay. Um, I think they're the 23rd state. I know. I don't think. I don't think it'll pass at all. Uh, in Ohio, I don't know. I. Uh, but it's certainly as a much better passing with over 50 percent than a 60 percent. Right. I think. Um, anyway, so that'll be interesting on the Ohio November ballot. Um, all right. So last week we started playing around with these ideas that upper, middle, lower, upper, middle, lower. And are these an upper, middle or lower financial planning issue, you know, based on all the um, DIY Internet, you know, the, the, the stories, the financial okay. stories. So let me just throw a let me throw a one on here, Gary. In retirement, 
Being bored or unhappy? I would say that's across the board. Okay. Because I don't care how much money, you could be unhappy regardless of your wealth, and you could be bored regardless of your wealth status. Yeah, that's it, a tough I think one. That's, I think that's too generic because people could be bored with their life, their, like, their job. You know, if you argue, I don't know. I think that's a universal issue. Um, so, okay, so Merrill Lynch did this study. That's so... Um, a few years ago, okay, found that 92% of respondents said retirement gives them greater freedom and flexibility to do whatever they want and on their own terms. Right, freedom and time. Okay. By contrast, just 7% of the retirees said life is less fun, enjoyable, and pleasurable than when they were working. So so the answer is that it, it, it's not an issue for anyone, apparently. So uh, apparently, we don't have to worry about being bored or unhappy. Well, I don't know. I know a lot of people. I'm not that are. I'm never bored, by the way. But I know a lot of people that say they're bored, and I know a lot of unhappy people. Um, another study, Trans America Center for Retirement Studies, found that 91 percent of retirees say they are happy. Okay. Um, so there you go. Um, all right. How about this one? Saving for long-term care. Mm, I think that's a... Or worried about long-term care. I would say that's a middle and lower issue. Or probably, honestly, I would say a middle. Because if you're lower, you're going to automatically be on Medicaid. Right. But But here's the thing. People don't always understand. Or maybe upper has a perception. It could be a universal. But the people that really have to worry about it objectively is the middle. I would say all three might respond that they are worried but middle is going to be the one that has the biggest issue with it right. the cost i would agree i would think that it's not an upper economic status status issue because number one they can probably self-insure it they can afford it they can afford the home health care they can afford a facility or certainly if they wanted to buy one of the insurance products whether which it be are, a long-term care insurance or a hybrid a life insurance which by the way they're pricey but they can afford the premium right it's not going to bother their lifestyle one iota right and they may say even if i could self-insure why would i if i can afford the premium to right. share the, that risk right. why the, would i deplete yeah. my estate when i can afford to have that risk pennies covered. on the dollar coverage right. i'm going to pay an insurance company pennies on the dollar to cover right. that risk and 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 the and the premium even with inflation on the premium um, probably won't be. A blink it's of an probably eye. not going to you know affect their lifestyle or uh, you know and and if they do have to pay an exorbitant premium or an exorbitant cost of a nursing home, which now by the they're, way now is, they're getting a tax deduction, right? All right, um, so they're taking money out of the IRA to pay for the long-term care, but basically they have an IRD problem anyways right. if they leave too much of an IRA, so they're using the IRA to pay for the long-term care if they wind Which up there. Which offsets a lot of the taxes. Because, yeah, they're now they're getting the metal expense for paying their own way. And lower probably doesn't have the asset yeah. or income issue where they're going to go on Medicaid. Pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. All right, so, yeah. so um, But it's a huge issue for middle huge and we're going to talk about that right um so there's just some more shock lines um that illustrate this wealth gap wealthy households have nearly 10 times more money saved for later life than middle earners not okay. lower middle okay okay 
while only 1% of the lower have a plan in place at all. True. Okay. They're living day by day. Paycheck to paycheck. And in retirement, Social Security check to Social Security check. All right. Um, High income household has around 605,000 saved for twilight years compared to the middle, about 64,000. Okay. All right. Um, So, you know, it it is. So, with this long term care issue, dilemma, however you want to call it. Um, you know, the, I, I think, well, let me, let me kind of go to this. I mean, the, the, the numbers are staggering, Carrie, right? I mean, if, you know, with the baby boomer generation, this is really going to draw this out. Right. Um, because, you know, we all read the statistics that, you know, 70% of us are going to need some type of long-term care. Which is a terrible statistic. All right. Um, and I don't know about you, Mark. I'm not going. But, you know. <laughs> like, it, that's what we hear. Which I agree. <laughs> but you know what the reality is? If you go into a nursing home, it's probably not your decision anymore. Yeah, nobody checks themselves in, Carrie. So always somebody else's decision. Um, it's either a doctor's or a family, a spouse or a, a child or a healthcare power attorney, whatever. All right. Um, now, but let's just look at the base. So 10,000 a day are turning 65, right? So Carrie, that started a number of years ago. So, and I think next year is the peak 12,000 a day are going to start turning 65. Um, but let's go out. Those oldest baby boomers don't look now, but in about seven or eight years, they're going to be in that prime for going in or needing care, you know, in their mid eighties. So let's say 7,000 a day. I mean, let's say that going into long, in other words, the 10,000 a day are turning 85. And you're saying 70%. 7,000 a day, which probably explains why all the assisted living and nursing homes are popping up everywhere. That are checking in or calling up for assisted living. Okay, so 7,000 a day times 365 days. Carrie, that's 2,555,000 a year. I don't think For 19 straight years. Okay, you know what the bigger problem is going to be is staffing. There is no solution for the staffing. I was going to say that's a even bit, if they build the facilities or build the robots because that didn't work out so well. The Remember robots talking, aren't exactly ready. Right. Pepper's not ready. Well, yet. they better work on those because um, that's a big Japan's issue. Japan's been working on it. They can't do it. But I'm saying this is going to be uh, this is going to be a crisis um, now. And so now, what does it cost? Okay, well, if you look at today's prices and around this area, all right, we, we usually break it down into two types of care, an assisted living care or right. a full-fledged nursing home. Um, so assisted living, probably around 52000 is a medium around here. Nursing home, ninety three, ninety four thousand. 94000 But I certainly have clients who are paying more than that, Gary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going in. Let's say that's you're 65 today. You're not going in today, right? Right. Um, so let's look out 20 years. What do you want to use for inflation? Because you just said it went up. I'll use 5%. Okay, because you said just in one month it went up too. So uh, 5%. So 5%. So now the assisted living in 20 years isn't 52000 It's 132000 just rounding up here. Or a full-fledged nursing home in 20 years, 237000 a year. Okay. But that's only at age 85. What if you don't go in until 90? Okay, 25 years. I don't think my Social Security will keep up with that. All right. Assisted living, <laughs> 168000 a year. Nursing home, 303000 That's insane. 
What happens if you don't get in until age 95? Because, by the way, if you've lived in 94, chances are you're going to wind up in someplace. It won't probably be as long. That's probably why people say I'm not going to make it past my mid-80s. I think it's wishful. Okay. So so now 30 years from now, assisted living could be 214,000 a year, and a nursing home could be a cool 386,000 a year. All right, so the, the the numbers are staggering. Now, it, there's a but it, it is an economic status financial issue mm-hmm. because depending on where you fall, maybe because if we if we talk about the solutions that are out there, mm-hmm. all right, um, and everybody immediately goes to long term care insurance, Carrie, right? Well, you know what, it's gotten kind of priced out for most people. Yeah, that's not the only solution out there. So. Um, so we usually talk about, you know, eight or nine possible solutions. And Mark, and there's different solutions completely if you're a married person or you're single or a widow. Completely Absolutely. different. Yes. And, and obviously I'm not going to have enough time. No, but, but I just want to make people aware that these solutions are going to be, I mean, it's, it's a huge difference when you're planning for if you're still married and have a spouse. I'm just going to, so we'll stay on this topic maybe for a couple of weeks. But I'm just going to, and I, we do this topic a couple times a year, but I just want to kind of go. So, um, I, I mean, self insure is one solution. That's right. why I'm saying the upper class can do that. Right. We have clients that model in those. When you talked about inflation, let's throw it in the plan. What happens in 20, 25 years? One of the two of the spouses go in and we build that expense in. We have the long term care insurance solution. That's kind of, you know, I don't know how good your solution or the newer, product which is the life insurance hybrid solution where right you're it's it's a long-term care benefit based on a life insurance chassis right right um or there's an annuity hybrid meaning right. you could use the cash or but still there's a cost to that there's the uh continuing care community you know right. where you go in as usually there's an upfront fee then you start renting and then you may if you're healthy tier rates they move you to assist living or all the way to a nursing home but if you're out of money they don't kick you out right, right. Those, but there's a cost to that upfront it's a hefty upfront some cost. people are waiting for a government solution yeah. meaning, well, <laughs> i would tell those people don't hold your breath it's the bernie sanders feel yeah. the burn you know remember he's his medicare plan was gonna his new solution health care solution was gonna cover everybody long-term care hasn't happened yet um there's the legal solution mm, this is kind of tricky though too and this is the one that and this is where um and i'm not talking necessarily if you're a veteran there's certain like veteran benefits like aid and attendance i'm not talking about that but that's also out there if you're a veteran or a spouse of a veteran but the legal solution this is where like the elder care attorneys right and they, they call themselves and, and what they're doing and but this is kind of this is what I, I kind of think is a little bit misleading. Their marketing is a little bit misleading to me, Carrie, right? Um, you remember, this comes up every once in a while. Remember, like we're, we were talking about the fixed equity index annuities right. or my guess. Remember early on when those things, the, the, the annuity salesmen were on the radio or whatever, they would never tell you what the product was. Right. They would just say, oh, you get a double digit potential return and no loss of principal ever. Right. And but they would never say what it was, right? Because if they thought they said the word annuity, you would immediately turn it off, right? 
because you know, you know because I hate annuities and you should too. Right. All right. But then eventually now everybody, you know, the, the secret's out. It's an annuity. Right. right. All right. Um, but remember, even a decade ago, remember was the it was the secret 770 accounts. Yes. Remember, remember the that secret. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah. Or what the wealthy have been using these these big secrets. And and it was the idea that the, the, the headline was or the marketing headline was. You know, get your money out of your IRA tax free or provide right. tax free income in retirement. And what was the 7070 referring to, Carrie? The IRS code section dealing with life insurance. Right. Because life insurance oh, has the, the tax free wrapper. Ba- the bank, bank on, on yourself, yourself concept, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Um, by, uh, yeah, uh, Yellen, you know, it did that. Um, or, or the, uh, or the other one was the 501k plan. Do you remember that? Yeah. The five, and I, I do I, remember that. I have one. a client call me up and said, Mark, I'm hearing about what this 501k plan, what's that about? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, I've never heard about the 501k right. plan. And what it was when I researched it, it was just the, it was a marketing term because of the 401k. They just said, well, we can make your 401k better by using life right. insurance. You know, it was but, just a, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the one with the elder care is th- it's this idea about saying, We'll, you know, we'll don't let the nursing home take all your savings. Okay, but there's a cost to doing that. Um, there's or, a control you know, factor. Or don't let the nursing home wipe out your children's inheritance. Right. And it's it's re- but what they're not telling you is that the that plan and sometimes they call them asset protective trusts. They used to be called Medicaid spend down trusts. Right. But now Medicaid like they're, they're saying, well they don't want to use that term. Right. They're not telling you the whole, whole plan is to put you on Medicaid. Right. It's to get you to qualify for Medicaid quicker. Right. Here I've had actually clients who have brought in they've almost ready to sign this up for this type of plan that they, you know, caught the sizzle somewhere. And I said, well, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, we had talked about, you know, and I thought you always said you didn't want to go on Medicaid. And they're like, Mark, I don't want to go on Medicaid. Mm. And we're like, well, do you understand that's exactly what this plan does? And and they're like, what do you mean? They never even got to the discussion that the plan was to get them to apply for Medicaid. Because they bought the sizzle, which let me tell you, you need to be careful. Everything has good and bad. That's why we are big on team efforts. And, you know, we know what questions you need to be asking your other advisors. Carrie, you talked too long. I, I wanted know, to sorry, much All right. We'll talk about this next week. Yeah, there's a big issue. All and, right. And other solutions for the long-term care dilemma. All right. Call for a free consultation or sign up for our classes at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.